0: Destiny City. destiny City Destiny City Destiny City Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. What we believe. Last week we started out with this one statement. We believe in the Bible. Is that right? We believe in the Bible because if we believe in the Bible, we all believe that the Bible is inspired, is God-breathed, and it's is, is infallible, then that brings us to an, an agreement that we align ourselves to what the Word of God says, and that becomes our rule of practice for life. Amen? That's what guides us. Not what somebody thinks, not what Dr. So-and-so says, but what the Bible says. If it doesn't align it with Scripture, we reject it. We judge prophecy. We judge everything in accordance to What does God's word say? That's why it's important that we know the scriptures. Paul said, study to show who? Yourselves approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, learning to saw on a straight line. If you line yourself up with the word of God, you will never get an error. Okay, that's what we want to protect you from. Now, number two, we have the we we have what we call our statement of faith. And number two in our statement of faith is is this: there's one God. There's one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Holy Spirit, one holy church. It all lines up with that. Now, you hear people say all the time: well, there's many paths to God. Well. Scripture says twice in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 12, and Proverbs 16, chapter 16, and and verse 14, it says, there is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It all looks good. I mean, it's just like, you know, picking your your medicine. You can go to the drugstore. You say, well, I'm going to get this and this and this. It's going to make me feel better and everything else. Some of it will make your hair fall out. Some of it will make you sicker than a dog. You don't just pick and choose. There is one way. What did Jesus say in John 14, 6? I am. He didn't say a way. He said, I am the way, the life, the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus made that statement. And you know where that statement is found? Say it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And we believe the Bible. If we believe the Bible, then we cannot believe, we cannot be one of those who believes that there are more than one God and there's more more than one path to God. We don't just believe in a higher power, we believe in the highest power. We believe in the power of the Most High, the Most High God, Jehovah God, Jehovah Yahweh. We believe in Him. So this is where we begin today. There's one God eternally existent in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Wow, you just said a mouthful there. Pastor, what do you mean? Don't look at me like a calf looking at a new gate. What do you mean? There's one God eternally existent in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So this is where we begin. You know, in my over 40 years of ministry, I have never extensively t- tackled the subject of the Trinity. I'll confess to you today. I've tried, because but I, I get... It's one of those things that is hard to understand. Somebody said it this way. If you try to explain the Trinity, you will lose your mind. But if you deny it, you'll lose your soul. It's hard to explain. And sometimes the ways of God are hard to explain. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So as as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts. We don't understand God. If we could understand him, then we would be God. We can't. I just know that he's greater than I am. I know that I can trust him. I know that he loves me, that he cares for me. I know that he sent his son to die for me, and in essence, it was him who came in the flesh and died in my place because the word of God says he will be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. So when Jesus came, he he came as God in the flesh and was born of a virgin, born in a manger. And this was God. That's why why the shepherds got so excited, why the angels were singing. This was God in that manger. But it was God in heaven who sent him. It's hard for me to get a hold of that. Matthew 3, 16 and 17 says in the New Living Translation, After His baptism, Jesus came out of the water out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, who brings me great joy. So if Jesus is God, who was that speaking from heaven? It was God. But who was that being baptized? It was God. Who was that descending upon him? It was God. What? How, how, how do we get that? So here we see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 28 19, you just quoted it. Matthew 28 and 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in what? The name of? The Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all I have commanded you, and never forget I am with you every day, even unto the completion of this age. And in Mark 12 19, Jesus said, The most important commandment is this listen. Oh, Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only, God, only Lord. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. So if we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and our strength, is if we're singing, Jesus, I love you, are we being blasphemous toward God? No, we're still loving on God. And if we sing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Are we being blasphemous toward Jesus? No, because they're one. They're one. John said in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, in the beginning, everybody say in the beginning. That's not a baseball term term there, you know, in the beginning. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and he brought life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. So, in verse 14, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. It tells us in Hebrews chapter 3 chapter three, that Jesus came with the express purpose of showing us the Father. Jesus came to show us what God is like. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He is, he is the image of God. He is the icon of God. How many have icons on your computer? You know, if you see that little icon, you know what it means. You tap onto that if you want to get to a certain function of the computer. The same thing is with Jesus. If we're going to get to the Father, we tap into Him. Because if we go through Him, we go straight to the Father. No man comes to the Father but by me. Why? Because if we've seen Jesus, we've seen the glory of the Father. And we've seen the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So when when we consider the concept of the Trinity, It might help us to break it down the following way. Let's let's do it. Let's break it down. There's one God and one only. Say that with me. There's one God and one only. Not three separate gods. You know, he's not like God over here. There are a lot of gods. If you read in the Old Testament, the word for God is Elohim. Elohim means God, and there were many Elohim. But there's only one Yahweh. There's only one true God. You know, we, we, can, we can make gods out of anything. And that's what they did. While Moses was up on the mountain getting the commandments of Yahweh, they were down in the valley making an Elohim out of a calf, out of a gold. They were, you know, they were making their own God. And some people do that even now. And you know who, they make, who the most prevalent God in our society is? Take a finger and do this. Yeah. Most of the time, we make ourselves out to be God because, you know, if the one that we worship, the one that we care for the most, is the one that we're devoted to. If we're devoted to ourselves, we become our own God. If we reject God, we reject his principles, we reject his word, then we become a God to ourselves. If we try to pick and choose out of the Bible, say, oh, I want the blessings, but I don't want the commandments. I want the grace, but I don't want the punishment. You know, I want to do my own thing, but I want the blessings of God. It doesn't work that way. If you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, you will see that God had... The, the priest to stand upon, he separated them from one side to the other, had one to stand on this mountain, one on this side, and one would yell out the curses, and one would yell out the blessings, and they were back and forth. If you obey the Lord your God, this will be the blessing, but if you deny him, this will be the curse. And, and back and forth, you see, there's, but if you look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, you'll see that there's just as many curses as there are blessings. If we deny God and we do things our own way, it's not that God is putting the curse upon us. We're putting it upon ourselves because of our our disobedience. If we hearken to the voice of the Lord, we listen to the voice of the Lord, and we serve him and we love him, then we accept the grace that God has given us. We've all blown it. How many say I've blown it? I've blown it big time. But you know what? God still loves me. And God gives me his grace. I don't deserve it, but he gives it to me anyway. Amen. He gives me mercy, too. The one thing, there's one God, one only, not three separate gods, and he exists in three persons, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, each one equal and each one eternal. Amen. He, and they're all worthy of equal praise and worship. So, when we sing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, we're not We're not denying God. We're not just saying, Lord, you're not welcome here, but the Holy Spirit is. You know? We're welcoming the Father because when we honor the Spirit, we honor the Son. When we honor the Son, we honor the Father. And each one is distinct, yet acting in unity. Each one is distinct, yet acting in unity. And... Constituting the one true God of the Bible. They all make up the one true God in the Bible. I'll prove it to you in just a minute. They're one in essence, but three in person. So when we say these things, we mean that the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, but they're not three gods, but only one. The Father's not the Son, the Son's not the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father, but each one is God individually, and yet they're together, And the one God of the Bible, that's that's what we call, that's what we refer to theologically as the Godhead. The Godhead, three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all equal. You see, when God wanted to represent himself to man and he wanted to reveal himself to man, what did he do? He sent his son. But when the son had finished his ministry, finished his work on on the cross. And he said, it is finished. My work is done. And he ascended to the Father. He told his disciples he was going to do something. He was not going to leave them as orphans. He was not going to leave them comfortless. But he was going to send the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would not only be with you as Jesus was, but he would be in you. And that he would empower you and give you the ability to be his witnesses in all the, all the earth until the coming of the Lord. That's what he's done. I mean, he didn't leave. He jacked us up, dude. He sent the Holy Spirit to give us power. The dunamis, which is dynamic. It's like dynamite. Dynamite. That's what Jesus gave us in the Holy Spirit. So that we could do the work of the Father. He said, I'm going to the Father that's a good thing it's not a bad thing I gotta go because if I don't go I can't give you the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit's gonna come and you know what's gonna happen when he comes because of this you're gonna do greater works than I do the things you see me do you're gonna do better you're gonna do greater because I send the Holy Spirit to you Woo! that excites me the third person of the Godhead is here this morning he's a spirit you know the thing about a spirit you can't see a spirit right there is air blowing through that fan. Can y'all see the air? Look over there. Can you see any air blowing through that fan? Can you feel it? It's doing its job, right? That's the Holy Spirit. We can't see a spirit because the spirit is the spirit. But when the spirit is moving inside of us, then the Holy Spirit has something to work through. That's how he works. He empowers us to do his work. And we can cry, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you do it, you do it. And he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not what, the way that it works. I came to fill you up so you could do the work that the Father sent us to do. We can do it together. We're partners in this thing. I'm going to get excited here in a minute. Okay. You know, it, it's okay to acknowledge that the doctrine of the Trinity sounds absurd. It really does. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yet one. I mean, it's and, and it's hard to wrap our head around because we're such little finite beings. We can, we can wrestle over it. And, and sometimes the Jehovah's Witnesses love to point this out. You know, we don't believe in the Trinity because one plus one plus one equals three. Right? So one plus one there's a father and there's a son, and the Holy Spirit, that makes three, right? Well, no, actually, you got the wrong arithmetic because one times one times one equals three equals one. One times one times one is one. One. The Lord your God is one. So one times one times one is one is always one. So if God is in us and we become the agent of the Holy Spirit, guess what? We become representation of him. Go you therefore, make disciples of all nations. Jesus said, I'm giving you the authority. There's a transference of authority when we step into the realm that God wants us to in the spirit. He transfers, he gives us his authority. Everybody say authority. authority. We all love to use that word, don't we? Authority. I got authority. Well, you do have authority. But sometimes we don't use it. We let the enemy push us around when we got authority. Authority. We've got to stand up to him. Amen? All right, Diane? We've got to stand up to him. I love walking in that war room over there. We were in there yesterday, and I just got up and looked at the board, and I saw prayer requests versus prayers that had been answered. This side over here is getting a lot fuller than this side. I like that. So it says, as we pray, God answers. As we pray and we call upon God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God answers. God's doing things. And we're working together. So, you know, the answer is, is, is quite simple concerning the doctrine, doctrine of the Trinity. It is not absurd if that's what the Bible teaches. Everybody say, that's in the Bible. Now, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. You won't find it. You can look in your concordance. You can look at somebody else's concordance. You won't find the word Trinity. But the teaching of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as one is all over the place. And, and, and I'll just I'll just show you some of them, okay? So, let me tr- explain to you why the Trinity is is is, is difficult to explain at best. Number one, Christians do not believe, or believers do not believe in three gods. That would be called tritheism, tritheism, <laughs> tritheism, or three gods. It's, it's theos is God. So if we believe in three gods, that would be tritheism, okay? We don't believe the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are three forms of God, like steam and water. That would be modelism. We don't believe that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are parts and pieces of God. That would imply that each one is one-third God. No, they are one. One. And that's what the Bible teaches in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 4, the Lord our God is one God. Okay? 1 Corinthians 8, 4, there is no God but one. 1 Timothy 2, 5, there is only one God and mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? So the Old Testament begins in these very words, in the beginning God. In the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. So, we see that the Holy Spirit was there with God in the very beginning, but not only was the Holy Spirit there with God, who else was there? The Son was there, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because they are eternal, Eternal does not mean time without end. Eternal means timelessness. They had no beginning. They have no end. Jesus was a high priest after the order of Melchizedek in that he had no earthly father. He had no earthly mother. Where did he come from? He was a high priest of the most high God. Wow. And that's what Jesus was in the same order of Melchizedek. When Abraham saw Melchizedek, you know what he did? He tithed. A tenth of everything he owned. And Abraham was no poor man. He gave him a tenth of everything he had. Wow. Why? Because he recognized him as the prince of Salaam. He, he recognized him as the prince of peace. He recognized him as coming from God. And so, therefore, even before the law of tithing was implemented, he did it by faith. He did it by faith. So when we tithe, we should follow the same model of Abraham by faith. That's another message in itself. But I just want to get there to you. I want to give that to you for free. It won't cost you anything. Okay. Okay. In the beginning, God said there was a heaven and the earth. And then in Genesis 1, 26, 27, then God said, let us. Who? Us. Who? Let us make man in our own image. Whose image? Ours. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, when he made us in his image, he sent Jesus, the icon of God, to show us what God was like. He became a what? He became an Adam. He became a man just like you and I. He walked. He put his pants on the same way we did. He didn't have pants in those days, but whatever they wore, he put it on. The same we do, right? Put his robe on. And he was just like us, flesh and blood. He was flesh and blood just like you and me. But God, it says in John chapter 4, that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Does God have a physical body? I don't know, but we were created in his image. We were created with a heart like God, with a mind like God, with passions like God. We were created in his image, and Jesus came to reveal us to what the Father was like. So if we want to be like the Father, then we learn to be like Jesus, okay? He's the icon of God. Let us make man in our likeness. So God created man. When it says man, man. He's referring to not the sex male man. He didn't say God created the male in his image. he created the Adam, the beginning of man, in his own image. In the image of God, he created Him and made them male and female. He created them male and female. In Isaiah 48:16, he says, "Come near and listen to me. listen to this. From the first place, I have not spoken in secret from the time it took place. I was there, and now the Lord has sent me in his spirit. Who do you think that's referring to? Jesus. The Lord has sent me in his spirit. So, all three persons, the Father and the Son and the Spirit, are called God in different places in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. Galatians one one, Paul says, Paul, an apostle, not sent from men nor through the agency of men, but... Through Jesus Christ and God the Father. In John 20, 28, when Thomas was questioning Jesus, you know, when Jesus appeared to them after he had resurrected and after the Emmaus Road uh, incident, and he walked through the wall and Thomas is there and Thomas is telling all the other disciples, I'm not going to believe. I don't believe what you say. I don't believe what you say. I ain't believing nothing until I can feel the piercing in his side and put my hand in his nail prints. I'm not going to believe it. And so when Jesus walked in, out of nowhere, he walked through the walls and appeared, and there's Thomas, and Thomas is gagging on his fish. (laughs) He says, Thomas, here, take your hand, put it right here. Feel my side. Thomas, feel right here. Feel with the cross. Feel with the nails. Pierce my wrist. Feel me. Thomas said Lord I believe I believe what did he say he said my Lord and my God my Lord and my God when he saw Jesus my Lord and my God he knew then that Jesus was who he said he was all of his doubts were dispelled because he knew from that moment that Jesus was who he truly said he was and then Peter, Jesus said another thing. He says, Thomas, you believe because of what you just did. You believe because you put your hand in my side. You believe because you put your fingers in, in my nail prints. But blessed are those whom, having not seen, believe. Do you believe this morning? Do you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that he is who he says he is? Do you believe that he has the power to do whatever? Wow. God the Spirit. Acts 5, 3, 4. Y'all know the story of Ananias and Sapphira. If you don't, I want to instruct you to go to Sunday school. Ananias and Sapphira were a couple in the early church. There was a man who had sold some property, and he brought the proceeds, and he laid it at the feet of the apostles. And when Ananias and Sapphira saw how that it pleased the church and it pleased the apostles that this man did this, they sold a piece of property. Only they kept back a part of it for themselves, and they came to the apostles and said, we sold a piece of property for such and such amount, and here are the proceeds. Only they misrepresented the amount they had sold it to. And this is what they said. Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit, and keep back some of the price of the land. While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men but to God. Well, he says you lied to the Holy Spirit, but he said you have lied to God. You've lied to God. Nothing is kept secret from him, nothing. Nothing. See, the Holy Spirit knows everything about us. It's the Holy Spirit is the agent inside of us that brings us to God. Jesus said, no man comes to me lest he's drawn by the Spirit of the Father. He's the agent that brings us to God. So, the Holy Spirit knows everything about us. We may reject what he's saying to us. We may not like what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. I remember when I was sinning and when I was doing my own thing, I didn't want the Holy Spirit talking to me. I wanted him to leave me alone so I could have a good time, but he never would. He was always talking to me because my mama was praying. She was sicking him on me, and she kept praying. And the more she sicked him on me, the more he talked to me. All the time, I could not get away from it. I'd wake up in the morning, the Holy Spirit was talking to me. I would try to get sloppy drunk, and the Holy Spirit was talking to me. I would try to get just as wasted as I could, but the Holy Spirit was always talking to me. And I I, I couldn't deal with it. Finally, I just said, okay, I give up. Thank God I did. Thank God I did. But the Holy Spirit is the agent that God sends to be with us and to be in us. So, moving on. So, how can we illustrate the Trinity? I wish I knew (laughs) It's hard to illustrate it. Some say that the Holy Spirit is like water, or liquid, or steam, or ice. You know, water is three things, three components. It can either be water, which is liquid; it can be steam, which is a vapor; or it can be ice, which is water so frozen solid. I mean, that's kind of a way of looking at it. You know, H2O is two parts oxygen and hydrogen, two part, and oxygen, whatever makes up water. But anyway. You can say that, I guess. We can represent it by an egg. How many have ever seen that illustration? You know, we have the shell, we have the yolk, and we have the white of the egg inside. But if we break it apart and we separate it, what is it? It's still an egg, right? Put it all together, it's still an egg. I guess you could use that as an illustration. You could talk about time. You know, we have the present time, the past time, the future time, but time is time, no matter how you look at it, right? I guess you could say that. But the very best answer that I could come up with with the concept of Trinity is this. God the Father. Father in the Greek is the word pater. Anybody ever heard the word paternal? Pater means origin or originator. God is the originator. In the beginning, God. Okay? In whom in 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 Colossians chapter one, verses fourteen through seventeen it says, In whom we have redemption, the forgiving forgiveness of sins, and he Christ, the Son, is the image or the icon of God, of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, Christ, all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Who is him? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In him, the Godhead. One and the same. Okay? So it takes more than one message to adequately describe the concept of the Trinity. But it's simple to understand the functions of each one. God the Father is seated on his throne in heaven. He sent his son to pay the penalty for our transgressions. The son emptied himself of his high position and came down, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, and showed us a representation of what God is like. He finished his substitutionary work on the cross and became a sacrifice for our sins. And he died and was laid in a grave, but he rose again on the third day and ascended, and he appeared for a little while, and then he ascended to the Father. And you know where he is now? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Romans 8.33 says... Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather was raised. Who sits at the right hand of God who also intercedes for us? The Father has finished the work of redemption through the sacrifice of the Son who sent the Holy Spirit to be with us to finish the work that he has given for us to do. That's that's the whole story right there. God the Father sent the Son who sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. He came to show us the Father, but he sent the Holy Spirit to reveal the Father to others through us. But it's God himself working. It is Christ in you that is the hope of glory, Colossians 127. What does that mean, Christ in you? Christ is the Greek word Christos which means the anointed one. It is the anointed one inside of you by the power of the Holy Spirit that will bring glory to the Father and show us how to bring glory to him. We can't do it in our own flesh. We can't do it in ourselves. But without him, with him, there's nothing we cannot do. Without him, there's nothing we can do. Amen? That's better preaching than your amen, and I'm telling you that. Okay. So, in conclusion... We believe in one God, present in the persons of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He is eternal. He's omnipresent everywhere at once. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. And he is omnipotent, all-powerful. So I would like for us to stand together this morning in closing. And I want us to quote. I want us to to read this scripture together that we're going to put up here on the screen. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3. As soon as we get it up there. We ready? Okay. I want us all to read it together. You ready? For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant to you, according to the riches of his grace, to be strengthened with power through his spirit and in the inner man. So that Christ the Son may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Do you know what you just prayed? you know what you just prayed? You prayed, Father, put your Holy Spirit in me. Give me the ability to know the breadth and the height and the width of your love and be able to share it with others to reveal to them how great you are. That's what you just prayed. That's what the Trinity is all about. So when we go to the Father in the name of Jesus, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name according to the will of the Father, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. God wants you to be blessed. He sent his son so that you could be blessed. He paid the penalty for your sins so you wouldn't have to. So you wouldn't have to die on the cross. It was you to deserve that punishment and worse. But Jesus bore our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripes. You are healed. You were healed. That's what Jesus did for you. And God the Father was present in that. God the Holy Spirit was there when Jesus died on the cross. And he said, it is finished. And he yielded up his spirit to the Father. But his spirit wasn't gone for long because a few days later the Holy Spirit came back and God breathed on his son and said, wake up! And Jesus arose from the dead and he walked among us for about 50 days and then he ascended to the Father just long enough to give some final instructions to his disciples. But he's given us his word this morning. That's why we believe that the Bible is inerrant. We believe that the Bible is the Word of God, the eternal, lasting Word of God. And if we believe that, then we have to believe in the Trinity. We have to believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as God being one. Hallelujah. So when we sing and we praise Him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we know that we're touching God. We're touching God. When we pray, Holy Spirit, or we just pray in the Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to do the praying, we're just still, we're touching God. We're touching the Godhead. God is filling us up with all and all. He's teaching us, and He's showing us His love, revealing it to us. Amen. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. According to the power. What power? The power of the Holy Spirit that works in us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We're going to close out this morning by doing something. You know, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at every time, all the time. And this week has been a horrible week for a lot of people. The Bahamas were hit so hard with a horrific storm. It's being reported that there were some 40-some deaths accounted for up to this point. But we know that there's probably many thousands more than that. It's not being reported. The devastation of a Cat 5 storm sitting on an island for almost two days, just churning away like a tornado. You know that it, did, it just left devastation everywhere. And some of our friends that were hit hard, even stateside, even Okakoke Island and Hatteras Island and some of the places that were hit by this storm, they're going through it this morning. They need our prayers. So what I want us to do, the Bible says... In 1 Timothy chapter 2, I would that men would lift up holy hands, would pray always, lifting up holy hands in all places without wrath or doubting. So God wants us to lift up our hands to the Lord because when we lift up our hands to the Lord, we're saying to him, Father, I receive from you. But Lord, I also give you my heart. I give you everything. I surrender to you, Lord God. And as a sign of surrender and a sign of total dependence upon him this morning, I want us to lift our hands toward the Father. And listen, if you've got aught in your heart against someone this morning, forgive them. Take this time, take this moment right now to unclog the reservoirs of your spirit and be able to receive from God because you can't, as long as you hold bitterness and anger and hurt in your heart against someone, you got to let it go. Let it go this morning and receive from the Father. Let the love flow so that he can reveal to you what is the breadth and the height and the depth of his love. Open up to him. Lift your hands to him and say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender everything of my life, Lord God. I surrender everything you put into my hands. I I surrender, Lord, everything that you have surrounded me with. I surrender my life to you, Lord. I belong to you. I belong to you. I was bought with a price. I'm not my own. And, Lord, I want to glorify you in my body, which is yours, because this body that I'm holding the hands to, Lord, this is the steeple of my body. I lift it up to you, Lord, and I say, Father, I represent you as the church. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, live in me, breathe in me, work in me. Do what you desire in me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. And I want to be a vessel that you can flow through. I want to be a vessel that you can use. You've been listening to Destiny City Church, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.